Nation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go beyond the bell. Because in today's system, CM Punk has vaulted to the top of the WWE. He's got championship gold right there sitting in his lap. I think he can go higher than he has before. I think he just needs to be pushed and prodded, which is exactly what Stone Cold Steve Austin could do. I think I could get under his damn skin, and I think he'd show a bigger mean streak than he has in the past. And I think if anybody could get the best out of CM Punk, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I ain't sitting here blowing a bunch of smoke up your ass because you're five feet from me. That's just the way it is. I see him over there. Steve, I see you looking at this. I'm not looking at your watch. I don't want your watch. I don't want anything you have. But I see you. I see you looking at my title. The only reason the damn thing's sitting in your lap right now because I hadn't gone after it. But if I ever decided to go after it, some bitch would be in my lap. Really? You think so? I think we all know so. I disagree. I, I think if Stone Cold got in the ring with CM Punk, I think... It's another, it's another W in the column for CM Punk. I, mean, of I course, would disagree with you, son. We're in a real 20 by 20 ring supplied by WWE. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes, me, Punk. At the end of the match, your belt would belong to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's the bottom line because I said so. What if? Well, I guess I'll just leave it at this. May the best man win. Happy holidays, old school fanatics, and welcome back to the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Show, taking the wrestling world by storm. This is Beyond the Bell, powered by the SNS Radio Network, and I'm your host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, back with you to bring you all things retro in wrestling. As 2012 comes to a close, this week on Beyond the Bell, we have a very special edition for you fans. This is one of the very rare times where we discuss the current in-ring product of professional wrestling. Typically, Beyond the Bell is your wrestling nostalgia slash old school classic show where we rewind and relive all things known as retro in sports entertainment. But one of the very few times of when we discuss the current wrestling product 
is the recap of 2012, the best of the year. Now, there are plenty of shows you can go and listen to where they give their best of awards or discuss the best and worst of professional wrestling of the year that has passed. But at Beyond the Bell, we want to do things a little different. So we'll have a best of show. And just like last year's show, which was so popular, and we received rave reviews from you fans, so we decided to bring it back and now make it a tradition here at Beyond the Bell. So the best of show for BTB will look back at the best promos of the year. Sure, there have been many memorable moments in 2012, but we're going to discuss the best promo work, the best mic skills, the best vignettes that took place in 2012 for both the WWE and TNA Impact Wrestling. Granted, I think it's a little lopsided this year as it was last year in terms of the best promo work for one specific brand, but we'll discuss all wrestling. Yes, we can throw Ring of Honor in there, but the majority we'll be discussing will be WWE and TNA. This concept came about last year when I was thinking of what is the best way to take the best of, (laughs) the best way for the best of topic, and twist it to make it a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more original. Now, yes, the best promo work is given by awards, like the Slammy Awards, WWE gives out the best promos, or the best promo work as a Slammy Award. Or certain shows give the best promo of the year an award as well on their specific show. But this entire show is going to discuss promos from January to December, the best of the best in professional wrestling. Last year, we had a couple memorable, if not monumental promos that will stand the test of time, courtesy of one CM Punk. So this year has a lot to live up to. So before we kick things off... A couple of teasers at the end of the program, we're going to discuss 2013 here at Beyond the Bell and what to expect, especially going forward, even next week on BTB. Also, before we kick off the best promos of 2012, another new segment that was added this year was Behind the Mic, where we take you backstage to give you a glimpse of perspective and inside look of what it is like to be a professional wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Since this is our version of our best of show, we'll go back and rewind the best of Behind the Mic from this year. The one that was most favored, most voted for by you fans due to your feedback on each and every segment. So without further ado, the most popular Behind the Mic segment this year was my introduction of Piper's Pit and Rowdy Roddy Piper. So let's rewind and relive the Behind the Mic for the Hot Rod. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for Piper's Beat! It is our honor and privilege to introduce to you wrestling legend and WWE Hall of Famer, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper! We will kick off the best promos of 2012 with January the 2nd of this year. We saw the return of Y2J, Chris Jericho, 
For weeks, months, we saw this mysterious promo, a series of promos featuring this dark, ominous character, or supposedly dark character, making a debut or returning to the WWE. Rumors ran rampant. Was this another Undertaker promo similar to the Data promo from 2011? The black and white dark vignettes carried on weeks and weeks, and it built up anticipation for this upcoming superstar. From a child's playground to a school setting where this boy and girl created a dark tone for this vignette. Who could it be? Who is debuting or returning to the WWE? As anticipation grew, it led us to January 2nd of 2012. He is here. It led to the return of Y2J Chris Jericho. One of the most popular and (laughs) controversial vignettes, not just of the year, but of professional wrestling history. But in professional wrestling history, Chris Jericho returned with great fanfare as always. The light jacket and all, the light bright jacket and all, Chris Jericho came back to an overwhelming amount of cheers and support by the WWE Universe. What he delivered, though, was something very unique. A promo, it's interesting that a promo is a part of a best of promo edition, but the promo didn't involve a single word. Jericho did not speak a single word during his initial return promo, which made it even more original and controversial. But the opening vignette of 2012 of arriving or the arrival of Chris Jericho was definitely one to remember. Come, my people, and shut thy doors about thee. For powers shall come to punish the meek for their inequity. For on the second day of 2012, a familiar force shall arrive to claim what is his. And it will be the end of the world as you know it. cometh is a thief in the night to claim what others have taken. Those who are unjust, destruction will come upon them and they shall not escape. The second day of 2012 is coming and it will be the end of the world as you know it. come with vengeance to render his anger with fury. The deception the weak have perpetrated will be castigated. The second day of 2012, the prophet will emerge and destroy the weak. It will be the end of the world as you know it.
As he sat upon the mount, the question arose, When shall things be, and what shall be the sign of my coming? He answered, When she tells us. She holds the mystery of my arrival, of my rebirth. For when I beckon her, I will return to claim what is mine, and think she'll never be the same again. On the second day of 2012, it will be the end of the world as you know it. force shall arrive to claim what is his. She holds the mystery of my rebirth. For when I beckon her, I will return to claim what is mine.
end of the world as you know it's here. As 2011 came to a close, especially after the Survivor Series last year, when the Madison Square Garden crowd gave overwhelming support for one Cody Rhodes, the dashing one developed his in-ring skills immensely as well as his on-the-mic skills. So as 2012 came about, Cody Rhodes was ready to step up to the plate and show his talent on the mic. And he did so on January 13th as Cody Rhodes pulled an ultimate warrior, quote, out of his bag of tricks and showed why he is so talented and one of the brightest young superstars on the current roster. Hola! I do realize most of you here in Laredo only habla espanol. Let's be fair, but I'm quite certain most of you are familiar with those dreaded English initials, I-N-S. But for those of you who are actually legal citizens of my country, I felt... 
I felt the need, I felt the urge to remind you that I have been the Intercontinental Champion for five months. Cinco, 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 Cinco. You know, that's more time than any champion in the WWE of any kind right now. And in the storied history of this title, I have outshined such luminaries as Pedro Morales, Tito Santana, your friend Booker T. Hell, my own brother Goldust. But in 2012, my goal supersedes being the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Folks, I am going to pull an ultimate warrior. That could mean many things, but what it means to me is I'm going to be both the Intercontinental Champion and the World Heavyweight Champion. And it starts as the youngest and hungriest dog in the fight in the 2012 Royal Rumble match. Arriba! as those dark, ominous promos came ahead and turned out to be behind the return of Chris Jericho, everyone was wondering what would be left for The Undertaker. We knew WrestleMania season was rolling around. The Royal Rumble had passed. Sheamus became the winner of the Royal Rumble. So what was left for The Undertaker and his return to the WWE? Rumors ran rampant of a Triple H Undertaker sequel, or should we say a third edition, technically a sequel in the modern-day era of WWE, but you can call it the third match or the final encounter between the two. WrestleMania 17 and then the previous year, WrestleMania 27, produced two great matches between these two superstars. But rumors, again, were read and heard that a rematch was to be expected. What people did not expect was how this rematch would come about. For the very first time, in recent memory, The Undertaker was clamoring for a rematch against the man he defeated. In The Undertaker's eyes, he was carried off. He was carted away at WrestleMania 27, basically showing that Triple H pushed him to a limit where he could not leave the ring on his own volition. So, in The Undertaker's eyes, even though he won and kept his streak alive, it was a loss in terms of the mystique of The Undertaker. Therefore, he was coming after Triple H this time, and he challenged Triple H to a rematch. Again, also rumors ran rampant of The Undertaker cutting his hair, and now there is a bald Undertaker out on the prowl. The promo on February 13th of 2012, in which we saw The Undertaker cut his hair in the promo, was one to remember as it set up this monumental feud and rivalry that culminated at WrestleMania 28.
felt bad for the Undertaker. You challenge me to WrestleMania? I say no. I looked the Undertaker in the eyes, and what I was, was sorry. This is not over. Vengeance. Vengeance. Not over. Vengeance. I will get what I want. Keep your pity. Give me what is mine. Then mortality. The Undertaker-Triple H rivalry also produced many other great promos leading up to WrestleMania, one of which was presented by a superstar not even involved directly in the match at the time, but soon will be catapulted into the special guest referee role. The Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, was catapulted into this feud and made the guest referee. In turn... The Heartbreak Kid presented a great promo leading up to the rematch between Triple H and The Undertaker. Please welcome The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels! It's WrestleMania! And you cannot have WrestleMania season without Mr. WrestleMania! So Triple H, it's time for you to come on down and let us hear what we want to hear. Sean, last year you saw what I did to The Undertaker. He won the battle. I won the war. I know what I have to do to beat him again, Sean. I have to end him. Not willing to do that, Sean. I'm not that guy anymore. You're not that guy. That's exactly who you are. You have no mercy. You have no compassion. That's what makes you the game. I mean, is all of this who you are now? Are you telling me that you married that chick and now you became one of them? You're now a sellout? It's not being a sellout, Sean. It's called investing in the future. I do know that when a man challenges you and you back down that makes you a coward walk away because that's what a coward does no you don't understand what's going on here you can't i've got responsibilities real life responsibilities this all of this all of it is gonna be mine i look at it, undertaker is a brand a brand I mean, is all of this, Sean? We are the end of an era. The Undertaker is all that's left. And I'll be damned if I'm going to be the one to end that era. 
I sure as hell am not going to do it to feed your ego because you want to live vicariously through me to get done the things that you couldn't get done. Here's the thing. I'm at peace where I'm at in my life. You, however, have no peace. I want you to look me in the eye and tell me you don't want to end the streak. Look me in the eye and tell me you don't need it. Look me in the eye and tell me no. No. This is not over. I say no. The shriek lives. I will get what I want. This means nothing. This is over. Nothing lasts forever. Keep your pity. Give me what is mine. Immortality. As WrestleMania season was gearing up in 2012... We were preparing for the year-long built-up feud between John Cena and The Rock. Both men went back at each other, especially in 2011. And 2012 would be no different. In February of 2012, we were presented some original and solid in-ring and out-of-the-ring promo work from the People's Champion, the returning most electrifying man in all of entertainment, The Rock. Rock history lesson number two. Paul Revere, the great American patriot, riding through the streets of Boston screaming, the British are coming, the British are coming. But think for a moment, if it wasn't Paul Revere on top of that horse, what if, what if it was this goof? What if it was John Cena riding through the streets of... Well, first of all, they would have shot you on sight just based off that stupid-ass outfit alone. If John Cena had led the American Revolution, right now all of us would be playing cricket. We'd be sipping tea and we'd be blessing the Queen. You see, John, they'd be sick of you then just like we're sick of you now. The people back then, they'd be crying into their Johnny Cakes pleading for someone to come along and shut your mouth. Then BAM! Prayers answered. The Rock shows up. The Rock would actually invent a time travel machine to travel back into 1776 just to whoop John Cena's ass. The time machine would land. The Rock's music would hit. If you smell! The Rock's doors would open. The flux capacitor still smoking. The Rock steps out. People silenced. Jaws dropped. Never seen anything like The Rock. 25% black, 25% Samoan, and 50% Clydesdale. The Rock, sorry, brown beauty. The Rock has got you beat. <laughs> Easy, big fella. Easy. Benjamin Franklin would have looked at The Rock and looked up and said, screw that damn kite. That man invented electricity then every woman in Boston would be lying in those cobblestone streets ready to give The Rock a piece of that sweet Boston cream pie. 
The people back then, John, they'd be so happy, so elated, because The Rock would have whooped your ass. They'd be showering The Rock with gifts. A gift like this. They'd be, they'd be singing songs onto The Rock, sounding something like this. Johnny Cena went to town riding on a pony. Rock stuck a feather up his ass and called him a jabroni. John, they'd be so happy then that The Rock would have whooped your ass then, just like The Rock is going to whoop your ass at WrestleMania. And if the great American patriot, Paul Revere, would be alive today, he'd be riding through the streets of Boston, screaming with joy, The Rock is coming, The Rock is coming, coming to WrestleMania, John, to whoop your punk ass. But before that, The Rock is coming to the TD Garden to get in your face tonight. Another component of this feud that made it so different and so special was also the special packages for each superstar involved in the main event. Never before, never again, once in a lifetime, as we took a special look in 2012, the early part before WrestleMania, at the specific monumental careers of The Rock and John Cena, respectively. I was 25 years old. It was just about the opportunity. And since that night, my life has been a hell of a run. Hey, I heard you are a wild one. Ooh. Finally, The Rock has come back to New York City, Freeport, Louisiana, Honolulu, Hawaii. I took a nine-hour flight. We came from Taiwan. I could be shooting any type of movie. I could be not shooting a movie. I could be on vacation. I could be anywhere around the world doing anything. We're on the move. Let's go. This is coming back home. Coming back home into a world, into a space that I grew up in, that I love. It's part of my wiring and my DNA and my makeup. The transition happens just like that. We did some historic things tonight in Boston. We started trending worldwide at the drop of a dime, boots to asses. My sole interest in getting involved in Twitter and Facebook was to motivate or inspire or entertain. I did yesterday what they wouldn't, so today I can accomplish what they can't. Tweet. And in that, it goes out to the millions. I love you, uh, I love you too, but go to Stars align in New York City. Not only is the image cool, but the color, it's vibrant, it, it booms. The best part about it is here in Times Square. When I left the WWE, I didn't leave and just quietly walk away and never to be seen again. I left into a world I wanted to find success in. Rolling down the highway in my 18-wheeler, I love action. We tied Dwayne into everything in this. 
He's just one of those guys that's the full package. That's a true movie star, a true superstar, but an unbelievable actor at the same time, and that's a rarity. Between 200-foot electric eels, 100-foot lizard, lizard eggs, elephants the size of miniature poodles. The most fun part about this movie... What is that? It's the peck pop of love. Now go on and throw a berry. Boom! You know, a lot of times it's just like you feel like you're working with Superman. He turned around and just blasted me with his million-dollar smile, and I immediately melted. I was like, hi! He's half black and half Samoan. Knowing the culture, loving the dances, he's very, very proud of who he is. I'm proud of The Rock because he represents our country. I want to be The Rock. He's like common everywhere in the world. I really like that he came back to his alma mater. Tiger Pride. I think he's pretty famous, especially to me. I've come to visit my grandfather, Haichi Peter Maivia, my grandmother, Leah Maivia. Growing up, I adored my grandfather. He was this incredibly charismatic warrior of a man in the wrestling ring. My match regarding John Cena, both of them, they would say it in English and then they would say it in Samoan. You go out and basically shine with all heart. WrestleMania 28. Full of moments. Champions crowned. The end of an era. Legends remembered. But through all that, all eyes will be focused on two men. One match. It's more than a match, it's everything. It is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Despite my personal differences, there is no denying the fact that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the most successful superstar in the history of the WWE. He has accomplished everything within the realm of the WWE and vaulted himself to superstardom outside of this business. He vowed not to come back until he found a worthy opponent and decided that he'd found one in me. But I don't intend to go to WrestleMania 28 just happy to be there. I don't intend to be honored to be along for the ride. I want to win. I, I need to win. I grew up around here. And recently, Boston is now known as the City of Champions. But for so many years, it was known as the City of Heartbreak. And the most heartbreaking thing that I can remember is when the New England Patriots won 18 games in a row, only to lose the biggest game of all time, the Super Bowl, to the New York Giants. Every New England resident shares my sentiment. And it holds true to the theory that no one remembers second place. I've done some wonderful things here in the WWE. And I'm, I'm proud of what I've done so far. The WrestleMania 28 is everything. If I don't win, I become another name 
in the rock's notebook of people that he's defeated but if i can win if i can somehow walk into the rock's backyard in the grandest stage of them all wrestlemania and at the end of the day have my hand raised then i win the big one this is a match this is an event that will make history it is what it is supposed to be the most successful event in the history of the WWE it will break every record in the history of the WWE and no one will remember second place that's why i need to win that's why wrestlemania is so important because wrestlemania 28 is sink or swim it is all or nothing wrestlemania 28 is my legacy wrestlemania 28 is once in a lifetime as wrestlemania was heating up we went from the special package promos to now live in ring content as backstage digs will be taken by each superstar at one another tension was running high the tension you can cut with a knife between the two superstars and it culminated on March 5th of 2012 with the rock concert against the Cena rap battle rock wanted me to write his song tonight but i would never be his mouthpiece cuz rock's like lebron james He took his talent straight down to South Beach. And for the past few weeks, Rock's been legitimately pissed. If you get stuck singing your song tonight, Rock, it's all in the wrist. Could we please have a week where you don't come out here and choke? You may be GI Joe this summer, right now you're a GI joke. Ever since I opened my mouth about you you've been begging me to back off. So if Rock and Dwayne are the same person, I think y'all both are jackoffs. And after April 1st, you won't be making no more movies. You going to need surgery on your face just like you had it on your boobies. Those popping pecs, they had more work than a locker room full of divas. I got a gift for Rock tonight. I'm going to give him a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> team Bring It? He's team lost it, and the truth is getting scary. Because they weren't chanting Rocky last week, they were chanting Tooth Fairy. Keep making fun of this fruity pebble rock cuz I ain't even close to sick of it. I'm Mr. Kung Pao Chicken. You just Miami fried chicken. And no, no. I don't have balls, but I got something in their place. I'm gonna beat your ass at WrestleMania and put my nuts 
dead in your face. Anybody see my boy Marky Mark? I mean, uh, uh, John Cena, who came out here tonight? I mean, he came out here and, and, he, and he, had a, he had a chain and, and, a, and a lock and his hat was back. What does that even mean? I mean, that was funny. That was funny because that guy who came out, that wasn't John Cena. No, no. The John Cena we all know is the guy that for the last eight years has been running around here looking like what would happen if Vanilla Ice banged a Teletubby. I guess he wanted some of that teletang. I don't know. <laughs> but I got a picture for it. Here, let's bring this up. <laughs> hey, you see, here, let me explain this. You see, you see, you see, the thing on the left got freaky with the thing in the middle, and then <laughs> out popped John Cena. But you know, Cleveland, listen, this ain't about some, some two-minute rap. No, 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 no. What this is tonight, it's about something special. Tonight ain't about some two-minute rap because everybody knows that Cleveland rocks. It's gonna be good. Warden threw a party and he spent some bucks. Didn't invite Cena cause he totally sucks. Cena started rapping, it all went south Know your road jabroni and shut your mouth Let's rock To everybody, let's rock Cena's got a menstrual clock But we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks Oh, what's going on? Here we go Little fruity pebble from Newberry, Mass. Rock will take his boot and shove it up his ass. Bet you're all happy you're listening to me and not some goofy Eminem wannabe. And let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. Ain't no balls down in Cena's jock. But we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks
Thank you. Right. <clears throat> Y'all want to hear a true story? See, The Rock's got the inside scoop from um, John Cena's doctor. He visited the doctor last week. Kind of goes like this. Little Johnny Cena went to the dock. Rock punched his jaw and the pain wouldn't stop. Doc said, Cena, you know I'm a fan, but please stop begging for that rectal exam. Let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. Cena closed up that smock, but we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks. All right, all right, all right. Let The Rock ask you, you want to hear a little gossip? The Rock's got some gossip. It's a true story about Cena and Eve. This is true. This, this is what happened. This is what you didn't see on Raw. But The Rock saw it. Rock saw Cena making out with Eve, grabbing on her thigh, tugging on her weave. Cena was having the time of his life. I guess he didn't tell her that he's got a wife. Let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. Divorce lawyers right up the block. But we're dancing cause Cleveland rock. Yeah, I guess it slipped his mind while he was slipping to the tongue. I got a little ditty about the day John Cena was born. True story. These are all true stories. April 23rd, 1977, the doctor shouted, send that baby back to heaven. Sorry, Mama Cena, but check these charts. Little baby Johnny's got lady parts. Let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. Little Johnny's got them lady parts. But we're dancing cause Cleveland Rock. Thank you. Thank you. I told you we were going to have fun tonight. You know, I, just just out of curiosity, are there any grown men here tonight? I mean grown men, real men. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I know there's grown men here. Oh, no, 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 no. But are there any grown men who are John Cena fans? Wow. No one. Oh, wait, we got one. Okay, I see one. He's clapping. Rise above the hate. I'm sure there's a couple. Oh, there's one over there. Oh, there's another. Another one. Okay. Okay. I, listen. 
I, I'm not going to mess with you. It, it's, it's, it's hard enough being you, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with you. A actually, actually, uh, let The Rock ask the people, should I mess with these guys? Okay, well, this song is especially for you and you and all the grown men who are John Cena fans out there. And it goes like this. <clears throat> Doesn't really matter how hard you try. Never in your life will you ever taste pie. <laughs> no, you love Chewbacca and Frodo too. But you're a walking virgin and you're 42. Let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. You dress like Kirk and Spock, but we're dancing cause Cleveland Rock. That's for you. the ladies in the house tonight see see you know the rock and the ladies we got a very special connection I love women I love the ladies I love the ladies but <laughs> but um there's a very very special lady that I want to sing a very special song to and she's at home right now she's watching very 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 special very special woman and and this song uh this special song is for you, baby. The Rock will see you tonight. Rock's getting some wine and a dozen roses. She's going to meet my holy Moses. Getting with the Rock is the bomb. You don't believe me, Asina's mom. Let's Everybody, let's rock. Tina's mom can barely walk, <laughs> but we're dancing called Cleveland Rock. I said one more time, Tina's mom can barely walk, and we're dancing called Cleveland Rock. That's what I'm talking about. But there's only one way to end this night. There's only one way to end the rock concert. There's only one song, and this song, this song is for the people. This song, this, this song is for Team Bring It. This song is for the people. This song, this song is for the millions of the Rocks fans who stand side by side and support the jabroni beating, pie eating, trail blazing, eyebrow raising, the Rock came back to scratch a major itch, gonna make Cena his Kung Pao bitch. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland, we broke a record tonight. This is how we end it. This
Team Bring It is your anthem, but The Rock ain't singing along. No, 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 no. 18,000 strong. We're all singing this song. We're all singing this song, and it goes like this. Make a big noise, man, with your best, look at this involves every single day. So lift off your face, big disgrace, kicking your ass all over the place. Singing. We will, we will rock you. Singing our socks. We will, we will rock you. Singing, you're a joke with your three moves, and you're that you're gonna kick the But there ain't no way, got a bottle of the hate. Better off wait, kicking your ass at is your face. Singing. We On your very best day, that's the lift off your face, waste of space, team bring it worldwide, taking over this place. We will, we will rock you. Sing. We will, we will rock you. Cleveland, we took a record. Thank you. Team bring it worldwide. We're going to WrestleMania. Biggest match of all time. If you're man, what the rock is cooking? One of the most anticipated portions or parts of WrestleMania weekend is the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And 2012 was no different, as we saw the Rated-R Superstar Edge inducted a first-ballot Hall of Famer into the WWE's Hallowed Hall. Now, I know we're talking specific promos, so you could say, in a sense, a Hall of Fame induction speech is an extended promo. You're speaking from the heart, it's wrestling-related, and at times you can shoot on several stars as you're taking your proper place into the Hall of Fame. This year's Hall of Fame gave us two special promo memories of the inductee and the inductor for the headliner, Edge. Edge, Adam Copeland's best friend Christian, gave a heartwarming introduction for his in-ring brother, Edge. WrestleMania week, man, it's amazing. As a performer, this is without a doubt the best week of the year. And this year especially, man, it's so crazy, it's... It's got me thinking a lot, kind of reminiscing on old times, thinking about the path, the road that Edge took to get to this point. And I guess I can just kind of sum it up for you like this. You can take the boy out of Orangeville District Secondary School. He can grow up, travel the world, become one of the biggest superstars in this industry, win multiple World Heavyweight Championships, headline WrestleMania, even, even star in a couple movies, but someday, Maybe 20 years later, that boy will return home.
Actually, that was a text message that Edge sent to me probably about a month ago, no lie. He's probably wishing right about now he didn't send it to me. <laughs> you know, I could stand here and talk about all of his accolades, but we already know that. We already know how great of a performer Edge was. They had a great mind for the business. We already know that. I want to kind of take you behind Edge, the person, and really let you know what it was that got him to this point. You see, Edge grew up, his mom was a single mother, and at times she had to work a couple jobs at a time to make Ed's meet, <clears throat> to pay the rent. And that day he looked at me and he said, I have to make it in this business, I just have to. The only thing that I want to do is earn enough money to take care of my mom, to buy her a house and make sure she never has to worry ever again. So please help me welcome the newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2012, the one and only Rated R Superstar. All right, all right. I, I know what you're, uh, you're probably thinking. You're probably saying to yourself, where the hell's Edge? But fear not, dear wrestling fan. It is I, the Rated R. Yes, Edge. Uh, you know, Christian and I have been best friends for 28 years. We have been through so many things together. Um, I mean, he, he's, he's not just a friend. Uh, he never changes. And I, I, I honestly think, to me, the thing that impresses me most about him, it's his morals and the fact that he is the best husband that I've ever met. It's true. It's so true. Um, mind you, look at his wife. That's why. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying she's pretty, but he's an awesome husband, all right? Um, I want to thank Beth um, for tiptoeing into my life and uh, making it so, so much better. I love you. Um, And I'd like to thank the best tag team partner that I've ever had, and it's not Kristen, it's my mom. She was my backbone. Um, and when I was 17 and saying, I'm going to start becoming a wrestler, she said, do it. You can do it. Um, Fast forward a bunch of years later, and I thought the best look that I would ever see on her face is when I was able to buy her a home. Uh, but tonight, the look on her face is even better. Love you. All right, I made it through that. I thought, ooh. I, I kind of well, made it through that. Listen, uh, I want to thank all of you. 
the WWE Universe. You know, I, I've kind of lived by the motto, uh, this, this one song I really like, it always said, decide what to be and go be it. And I did. And now I'm a Hall of Famer. I've already said thank you probably better than, than I ever could uh, in the past. So here we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Then Edge himself came out to the podium and left us with some memorable remarks that will go down as one of the best of 2012. And it was his remarks at the 2012 Hall of Fame induction ceremony that proved why Edge was so special and deserved his hallowed place in the Hall of Fame. Typically, after WrestleMania season has ended, usually you have the night after WrestleMania, which brings up a lot of hype. You have the carryover from WrestleMania, or you could say the WrestleMania hangover, where the fans that stay over the weekend will stay for Raw, and usually you'll get a big Raw that pops up the next night and get it, you pop a good rating. But after that, there is ten, has a tendency to trickle down, or you have the trickle-down effect, to where maybe the creative team takes a lull, or the superstars were running su- on such a high from WrestleMania that you, know, you reach your low point after a while. You have a drop-off. And typically that's what we would see normally, April leading into May, then possibly ramping up June to July into SummerSlam time. But this year was a little different, as yes, the night after Raw was red hot. And again, rumors were running rampant. Seems like this was a pattern in the early part of 2012 that a former WWE champion, a former WWE undisputed champion, was returning to the company. Not just a former WWE champion, but a former UFC world champion heavyweight champion, was returning to the squared circle. And we found it to be true. The next night on Raw, Brock Lesnar returned to the WWE, F5-ing John Cena in the process. This springboarded both men into a brutal matchup at Extreme Rules the next month. The WWE continued the red-hot rivalry from The Rock and Cena to Brock and Cena. But it was the promo from Brock that makes this best of list for this Beyond the Bell episode, as it took the UFC style of promo and implemented professional wrestling, quote-unquote, antics into it. It gave a pro wrestling style to an MMA formatted promo. Therefore, you knew you were going to see something special. Some felt as if Paul Heyman was behind the format or the directing of the promo, but it was original, and it definitely makes our best of edition. As Brock stated, I'm not a superstar. I'm an ass kicker. I'm not a superstar. I'm an ass kicker. I am Brock Lesnar. That's it. There isn't anybody in the WWE, past or present, that has the accolades that I've got. Thrives to be the best. In high school, 
dominant. I just want to be a wrecking machine. In college, NCAA champion, dominant. Recruited by the WWE. Here comes the pain. They wanted me and they needed me. In WWE, three-time WWE champion. At the time, the youngest WWE champion ever. F5! And F5 to the Rock! Brock Lesnar is champion! Less of WWE. Everybody thought, here comes a guy that there's no way in hell that he's going to make it in the UFC. But I climbed that mountain, became the UFC heavyweight champion of the world. And I proved everybody wrong. Why did I come back to the WWE? This isn't a feel-good moment. This isn't, oh, I missed coming through the curtain. I missed all the fans. At the end of the day, I don't care about anybody but Brock Lesnar. For me, this is strictly business. We need a guy to legitimize this company, and Brock Lesnar's that guy. We're tired of John Cena's bullcrap. Lesnar's got Cena! John Cena is not the real guy. And the only reason John is in the spot that he is in is because I left. If I was still around for the last eight years, John Cena is a guy that would be carrying my bags into the building. There's nothing about Brock Lesnar that's fake. And it was very evident last week when I took John Cena down and busted his mouth open. This is real. What's running through John Cena's mind? I don't give a crap what's running through his mind. What's more important is what's running down his leg. Pip, the guy's scared. The guy's scared, pip. He his pants is what he's doing. This isn't a wrestling match on April 29th. This is an extreme rules match. I got one objective in mind. Utter freaking chaos. Bringing the pain to John Cena. Come for a fight, John Cena. You just got a little appetizer. And I hope you like tasting that. I'm not a superstar. I'm an ass kicker. I am Brock Lesnar. What makes me happy? Following Extreme Rules, we saw Brock Lesnar go down and lose to John Cena. It was an exciting, brutal match that set the bar high for future Extreme Rules matches. But what was to come after was even more historic, as Brock Lesnar, we thought, was fired or suspended by the WWE by attacking the COO, Triple H, and quote-unquote breaking his arm in the process. Brock Lesnar, did he quit? Did he leave the WWE? For the time, Brock was gone from the WWE locker room. As Brock leaves, a familiar face returned to the organization. Paul Heyman made his return to the WWE. And only as Paul Heyman could, he came back in style. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. And I am here tonight as the representative for Brock Lesnar. The single most dominant, the single most decorated, 
the single most destructive athlete in the history of WWE, but a man, a man, ladies and gentlemen, that has been booed and maligned and mistreated and underappreciated by the WWE audience since day one. Just like that. And that especially holds true for corporate management. Oh, come on. Today's WWE is so much different than it was 10 years ago when I first represented Brock Lesnar. Today's WWE is, it's so image conscious. But despite that fact, it was the executive vice president of talent relations and the general manager for both Raw and SmackDown, John Laurinaitis, who signed Brock to a legitimate contract. Now, admittedly, Brock Lesnar, subsequent to that contract, made a few reasonable verbal demands which were agreed to on live television, which makes every single one of you a party to that agreement. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar feels betrayed. Betrayed by the WWE Universe. And Brock Lesnar should not have to feel that way. Because Brock Lesnar is the only man in history to hold the NCAA Division I Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. The undisputed WWE Heavyweight Championship. And the undisputed UFC Heavyweight Championship of the world. And yet, above all else, I know and you should know that Brock Lesnar is an honest man. Brock Lesnar told you he was going to be an ass-kicking machine and Brock Lesnar was an ass-kicking machine. Brock Lesnar told you he was going to hurt people and Brock Lesnar hurt people. But instead of me standing out here, and running down Brock Lesnar's accolades, I got one better for you. Tonight, Brock Lesnar asked me to personally come here and read to you his statement, the official statement of Brock Lesnar to you. And I quote, I came back to bring legitimacy to WWE, that's exactly what I did. And how was I rewarded? With the same corporate BS and politics that led me to leave eight years ago. I don't regret what I did to John Cena. I embarrassed him. Another guy I embarrassed was Triple H. He's always been jealous of me. Triple H lasted nearly one hour in a cell with The Undertaker, but he couldn't last one minute in a fight with me. Triple H tried to push his weight around because now he has an office job. I had an agreement with the company and he broke it, so I broke his arm. 
I don't care about Triple H. I don't care about you people. And I don't care about the corporate suits at WWE because I, Brock Lesnar, am never coming back. Because I, Brock Lesnar, quit. As WrestleMania had passed, and now the Brock Lesnar-John Cena feud had ended, and Brock supposedly gone for the WWE for the time being, the WWE changed gears and focused exclusively on the 1,000th episode of Monday Night Raw. A historic number, which again, drew a lot of interest from former fans to current fans to quite possibly some new fans, as this monumental figure drew a lot of attention to possible returning superstars or some certain reuniting superstars. It led to a lot of speculation and drew a lot of interest into the product at the time. John, 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 July 23, Raw starts one hour earlier. Tell Auto Boys, Raw starts at 8. Got it? Back with you. Okay. Yeah. Everybody needs to bring a date. Who says I need to lose weight? They say we're supposed to hydrate. I think he said meet us at the gate. Who you calling the cheapskate? I have to bake a cake. What kind of cake? Ooh, cake. Oh, I don't want to go to Kuwait. Hey, boss. Got your message. Kind of leads you to check your prostate. The biggest night on TV is getting bigger. Raw is now three hours every Monday at 8, starting July 23rd on USA. Characters welcome. Do any of you know where the arena is? What we're doing today is making commercial for the USA Network and WWE, um, announcing that it's changing to a new time. And as you'll see in the spot, uh, there's a big misunderstanding. John, John, 8 o'clock, right? Everybody knows, 8 o'clock. I have a match with the Secretary of State? They want us to bake a cake. I'm being sprinkled. How many candles? Why are we having a debate? I think what we're trying to say is that Raw is going to three hours. However, it's getting a little lost in translation. July 23, Raw starts one hour earlier. Tell Auto Boys, 8 o'clock. Thanks. No, no, I think he said you're my new roommate. We all have to wear roller skates. We have to wear roller skates? Look, man, I had nothing to do with Watergate. Yeah, I finished all the papers that you wanted me to collate. 8 o'clock. Not to wear a tie. What? Eight roller skate. People are going to Kuwait. Bake a cake. I found out I was called a cheap skate. Bring a date. Finishing the food on your plate and rehydrate and not being late. And eating after eight. And finding a mate and trying to be great. Just let him finish. And let him goat. Let him go. See what I did there? Yeah. Check this out. Kofi Coffee. That's really it's a pretty good product, but it's not already near as good as the shameless refreshing ginger tea. I see what you did there. Don't leave home without a fella. 
kind of weird being back in an office building because uh, I used to be a secretary. Um, so being around all this paperwork is giving me um, some scary flashbacks. I'm getting goosebumps because I used to work in an office environment and I don't, I don't like this. This is bringing back like some really bad memories like being trapped in a cubicle and everything, but at least we're kind of able to uh, laugh about it now. <laughs> this is where me and little Jimmy do our do and get fit and in shape. The goats. The goats were the best to work with. Hey. Hey. You know where the you know where the arena is? Come on. What's up, goats? Hey boss, got your message. Colleagues here to check your prostate. Great honey doctor, yeah. And big time prostate doctor. Yeah, yeah. Anybody got any powder? Yeah, powder if you Too small. <laughs> no work broken. Yeah, I said buy, don't sell. Raw starts at eight. Got it? Back with you. <sighs> yeah. One thousand episode. That's what's up. Raw starts at eight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who, who's Nate? <laughs> this led us to July 23rd of 2012, Raw 1000, as Mr. McMahon welcomed us to Monday Night Raw. For me especially, it gave me goosebumps because I was at the very first Monday Night Raw when you hear, Welcome to Monday Night Raw. And on Raw 1000, it was no different. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... The chairman of the WWE, Mr. McMahon! No chance of that much A standing ovation. An ovation of respect for the man whose creation is this program, Monday Night Raw. Well, you know what, Michael? I can only say or wonder just how proud Mr. McMahon is right now. If he is, he certainly should be. I mean, the passion that he has had for this industry his entire life is it's just crystallized here tonight. We are so incredibly honored to be a part of you this evening, tonight, the 1,000th episode celebration of Monday Night Raw. And for you, Jerry, it's got to be an incredible evening. You were here since day number one. Well, I'm telling you, it, I, I don't even know how to express how I feel right now. And I'm, I'm looking around at so many of the, the old faces that I've seen uh, for so long here today. It's, it's just such a great feeling. And ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Twitter at WWE and join in the conversation wow. by using the hashtag... Raw 1000 episode! Raw 1000. There you go. I would just like to say... 
Thank you. Indeed, thank you, Vince. I would also like to say, welcome to Monday Night Raw. And one of the best promos of the night came from the reunited D-Generation X, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, X-Pac, and the New Age Outlaws, the Road Dog Jesse James, and Badass Billy Gunn came together on Raw 1000. And for the very first time, both eras of DX came together to reunite. Now don't get me wrong, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this, okay? I'm feeling it, but I feel like I'm missing something. Like I can see, obviously I've got my pants on. I know that I remembered my underwear because I can feel them bunching up as I'm talking. But I still feel like, you know, something's missing. It doesn't, you know. No, something, you're right, Sean. Something's missing. I can't put my finger on what it is. I mean, you've got all the gratuitous merch on. Wristbands, <laughs> T-shirts, glow sticks, anything else we could sell. What could it be? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, I know I have my underwear on. Do you have your underwear on? Is that what it is? Check. Okay. Underwear on. You well, know see, what? I'm at a loss. Hold on a second. Hold on. Did there used to be more of us? I can't hear you, I said. Did there used to be more of us? gotta know one thing are you ready no I said are you ready 
Then, for the thousands in attendance, for the millions watching around the world. And well, apparently for me, because I'm the only one left with a full head of hair. <laughs> Because this is the 1,000th episode of Monday Night Raw! And I will see each and every one of you when we hit 2,000. My part. This is my part. I, he didn't never give me that much, but th this I did pretty good, and this is my. Stuff. Well, but, and I understand that, but this is—it's actually—it's my part. I mean, I'm the—I'm the originator of all this, and you know, he didn't—he didn't give me much either. I mean, you and I were sort of like what's left over. But, uh, <laughs> but um, this is the part that I do because it's my little sunshine. So if you can just. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, you don't. Billy, Billy, uh, I don't. Don't let. Sean will lose his smile, you know what I mean? I don't want Sean... No, and then... He, no, because when that happens, he does weird things like poses for Playgirl and stuff. Oh. <laughs> I was young! It's stupid, okay? Uh, so... And I needed the money. <laughs> As we pass the 1,000th episode of Monday Night Raw, the WWE focused on the returning Brock Lesnar taking on the COO, Triple H, at SummerSlam. The promos between Brock and Triple H were fairly standard for the time, especially between the two, but what was special was not the promo from either one of those superstars, but the promo from Triple H's best friend. Another excellent promo in 2012 from the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. HB had a both Lesnar and Triple H, and it was the serious message that made this promo so special. What am I feeling right now? I'm feeling I, I think I know what's going through Triple H's head right now. Um, you know, you can tell yourself that the end is near. You can prepare yourself for You can do everything that everybody says you should do. But there's really nothing that prepares you for that day when BAM! It hits you right in the face. Because all the thoughts you've given it, it always sort of happens silently and privately on your own. When in reality, it happens in front of thousands of people and millions on pay-per-view. And that's the humbling part of it. You can't prepare yourself for that. You can't prepare yourself to face your own professional mortality 
You can talk about it all day long. I know what he's feeling. I think what we saw last night could very well be the end of an amazing career. Triple H is a warrior. He always has been. He's a man of honor. He's a man of integrity. Something that Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman would know absolutely nothing about. He went out there every night and gave it everything he had. Last night was no exception. He left every ounce of his being in that ring last night and every night prior. Because that's who the game is. You know, the last couple weeks I came around because I wanted to support my friend. As I look back on it now, I realize just how, how stupid that was. I became a distraction more than anything else. Another burden on the shoulders of Triple H. Who knows? You know, had I been there in his corner last night, maybe. Maybe it would have been different. Maybe it wouldn't have made any, any difference at all. I do know this, though. Last week, I told Triple H that he knew where my heart was. The fact is, I didn't tell him the truth. And that's what he needed to hear. He needed to hear me say that I didn't think he could beat Brock Lesnar. It isn't easy to look your friend in the eye, somebody who's been there for you, they're thick and thin, that you think that it's over for them, that maybe time has run its course. Connor, I want you to know this. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You are one of the greatest, one of the greatest superstars to ever live. I've always respected you. And I've always been proud of you. And I'll, I've always loved you. We all love you. On behalf of myself and the entire WWE Universe. We thank you for a job well done. In late 2011, Mick Foley returned to the WWE. And then 2012 came about, and up until this point, not much happened noteworthy for Mick at the time. This was until CM Punk made a surprising, yet understandable, heel turn. The oh-so-popular Punk wound up becoming now a hated heel. After Foley was gone for an extended period on WWE television, he returned in September 
in 2012, and he came back in a big way as he had some advice for CM Punk concerning Hell in a Cell. Is that what you want? No, no, what, what you I want. want no, no, what, no, no, you, want, you want the old CM Punk? You want the voice of the voiceless? I want CM Punk to step up and show that he's the best in the world by stepping inside the Hell in a Cell with John Cena. Is that what we want, Albany? Well, then I'm a little bit more than confused because I heard that same speech from John Cena himself after I already beat him at SummerSlam. And then I heard, oh, CM Punk, to cement your legacy, if you walk into my hometown of Boston at Night of Champions and you walk out the WWE champion, well, then you are the best in the world. And look at me now! WWE Champion CM Punk and then then Bret Hart who by the way I also have nothing in common with yet what is it with you guys that want to try to latch on to me and say oh we see a lot of ourselves in you I'm not like you and I'm not like Bret and I listen to the same completely crap speech from Cena and I listened to it from Brett who decided to disrespect me in his hometown so I tried to put my hands on him and yeah you know what he punched me in the face and he knocked me down and he embarrassed me and I'm sure everybody loved that you know what would be more embarrassing is if I tried to put my hands on you right now Mick you know why? Not because you'd knock me on my ass. Not because I'd be embarrassed. Because I would not lower myself to try to put my hands on you. Because like all of these people, you are beneath me. The only thing I've ever done was tell the truth. And I don't know how many countless title shots John Cena needs. And I don't know how many other people I need to beat. And how many times I need to beat John Cena to prove that I'm the best in the world. But one thing I know I don't need to do is anything for them. Because they turned their back on me. See, you were the one who wanted these people to stand on their feet. So you jumped off the roof of your house like an idiot, and then you subject yourselves to things like thumbtacks and broken glass and barbed wire matches. You'd even set yourself on fire if you thought it would get the adulation of these people. And the only thing I want out of them is to bring them to their knees. And I'll do that. I'll do that with a microphone. I'm not going to sacrifice myself. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way in one of these car crash, death-defying hell-in-the-cell matches. I've beat John Cena. That's how you raised the bar. That's how you got your respect, by putting yourself through hell. You know how I raised the bar? 309. And tomorrow it'll be 310. And the day after that, it'll be 311. And the day after that... It'll be 312. Hold on. As long as we're spouting statistics, can I lay one on you? Can I give you a number? 29. 29. 29. The total of cumulative days I held the WWE Championship during my three title reigns. And guess what, punk? All these years later, no one cares. Do you want to be a statistic? 
Or do you want to be a legend? No one cares about dates. What they care about are the moments that go on to define us. The moments of greatness. And in my estimation, as someone who's still relevant, you need one more. Now I talked to AJ before I came out here and she's understandably upset. So she allowed me to come out here and extend this opportunity to you. You see, John Cena just had elbow surgery, but he should be ready by Helena Sal. And John Cena is here tonight. Out of respect for you in the WWE Championship, AJ is allowing you to make the decision for yourself, but you're gonna make it face-to-face -face with John Cena. You walk in and you say, yes or no? Yes, I'm willing to have that moment of greatness, or no, I'm gonna settle. All I ask, Punk, all I ask, all I beg of you, when you make that decision, you think good and hard, and you make the right decision. Make it for you, make it for me, make it for them. Have a nice day. Another breakout performance was between two superstars that were unlikely to be teamed together a year prior. Kane and Daniel Bryan went from foes to friends to tag team champions. Or maybe tag team champions was somewhere in between. The two became Team Hell No in 2012 and provided us with some entertaining comedic skits that surrounded the topic of anger management all sparked by the celebrity social media appearance of Charlie Sheen, Daniel Bryan and Kane bonded over their anger issues. Each segment was entertaining in its own right, but it all culminated, you could say, at the diner segment between the two. I can't believe that Dr. Shelby is making us go through with this. Sitting here until we work out our issues. It's impossible. I agree. Kane and Daniel Bryan can never be friends. It's too bad, really. I mean, we destroyed eight men last Friday night. Did you hear them scream in pain when we beat them with those chairs? It was fantastic, wasn't it? Yes. Hit one, and you'd be like, ow! Then you hit another one, and... Ow! You hit another guy. Don't! Yes! Please! Yes. Oh, God! Yes! Yes! Ow! Yes. Ow! Yes. Ow! I'll have exactly what they're having. <laughs> now on to some TNA Impact Wrestling. I know you're saying to yourself, well, where's some TNA? If you guys can find some memorable promo work in TNA, throw it at me. Send me messages on Facebook and Twitter. I felt as if TNA didn't produce that best-of-quality promo work from their stars. Granted, here and there, we had some decent promos, but nothing that really stood out in my eyes. The only TNA or Impact Wrestling speech-slash-promo that stood out to me was the induction of Sting into the TNA Hall of Fame. The very first inductee was a memorable one, in The Stinger. Hulk Hogan, Dixie Carter, Lex Luger gave a heartwarming inductions for The Stinger, but it was Sting's actual induction speech that made the cut for our best of edition. Thank you so much to 
each and every one of you up on the stage. I'm so proud to be associated with you. And in honor of our decade in this business, where we're at and where we're going, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the first inductee into the TNA Wrestling Hall of Fame. In my opinion, wrestling's biggest star today. Singh is a professional wrestling icon. There's no other way to put it. He's a man who's competed at the highest level for several years against the best in the world. I love Sting. I think that Sting's been a huge part of this company. Has made it highly successful. A lot of fans, a lot of followers. Been hanging on to watch Sting. And it's the only way you can watch Sting. I'm the Stinger, and I'm not done yet! I think anybody who's followed wrestling for the last 25 years realizes what Sting has done. He is the icon. The man knows how to go in there. Number one, to perform. Number two, how to wrestle. He's always giving 110%. He's always going out there and busting his behind. And he's always won when he had to win. This franchise is the icon. He's somebody that... You know, it was, again, part of the influence of why I wanted to come here, to be able to work alongside of Sting. Sting is, you know, I'm a huge fan of his, and getting to know Sting on a personal level, he's, he's just a great human being, and he's always there to help. There, there are a lot of guys that you've seen come along and do great things. I got to get in the ring with an icon. It meant the world to me. I constantly tell him, you don't understand how good you really are. You don't know, you know, how good things are when you hit that building when the fans see you. I mean, his talent is unmatchable. His timing is uncomparable. His presence, everything that he has, it's all working now. So you have a chance to live forever.
say different countries, that's the same response you get everywhere. When we were a small, struggling company and we needed an icon, you stepped up for us. We could not have gotten anybody more special. You said you would come in and help us for a little while. That year ended and I asked you again. And every year, you kept saying yes. You've helped us be where we're at today. And if I might add, I think this man is doing his finest work ever, reinventing himself again and again. And I know you have a very important match tonight and I don't want to distract you too, too much. But I do want to say at Bound for Glory, we're going to have the formal induction celebration. And at that point, we hope all of you will be able to share it with us. But I'm very proud of you, proud to be associated with you. Well, I'm obviously not prepared for this. I thought I was going to come and wrestle, and that was it. But now this. And you guys are all saying thank you, thank you, thank you. But honestly and truly, first, I'd like to say thank you to Dixie. Thank you to all those men and women. And how about if I do a thank you chant for you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know what else to say other than, you know, in Nashville when I first got here, I promised that I would do my very best to entertain each and every one of you. And that's what I've tried to do all this time. And hopefully tonight will be just the same. Hopefully tonight it will be, no, you know something, tonight it will be showtime. Let's take you back to the Stinger, the icon Sting, being inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame. Do you know who that is? And I'd say, I have no idea who that is. That's Hulk Hogan, the guy from the Rocky movie. Okay, I know the Rocky movie, but what does Hulk do? He's a pro wrestler. Amazing that I didn't even know that 27 years later... Here he is up here talking about me and saying all the cool, nice things that he said. I love you, Hulk. I can't believe that after all these years. <laughs> it seems like just yesterday I was hearing announcers and people say, the kid from Venice Beach, California. 27 years later, man, we talked about, or Mike, you talked about the Clash of Champions in March of 1988, yeah. and I think it's only fair that I acknowledge the great Ric Flair. Woo! Because, you know, that, that, was, that was something that was historical in so many other ways that people forget. That was a 45-minute TV match, commercial-free, first time and maybe the only time ever in the history of sports on TV, 45 minutes commercial-free. And Ric Flair had a choice that night to make or break me. And you know what? He put me on the map that night. And I'll never, ever forget that night and what he did for me. Thank you, Ric. And you fast forward a few years ahead, and all of a sudden, you know, wrestling starts 
changed a little bit, and you've got the NWO and Hall and Nash and Hollywood Hogan, and you know the, this blonde-haired flat-top guy all of a sudden wasn't so cool anymore. So it's like, you know, I had to try to figure out something, something different, something cutting edge, because you wrestling fans, you were getting pretty, pretty crazy during those times. <laughs> and I remember in a meeting, I think we were in uh, Wyoming somewhere, and, and Scott Hall and Eric Bischoff, we were having this conversation, and we were trying to figure out a way, how could I change my character? to be up with the times, you know? And Scott Hall said, you know, I think maybe if you <laughs> like paint your face all white and put black around here with black lips and wear like a trench coat, just be mysterious, you know? That was awesome. Yeah. That was probably a real weak Scott Hall imitation, but that's pretty much I, I give Scott Hall credit for helping me change my character and stay up with the times. You know, the Crow character was all of a sudden alive. So, the Crow character, big time matches, all of a sudden I find myself in the biggest match of my entire career, Starcade 1997. Yeah! yeah. Against Hulk Hogan. And I, I, once again, I gotta say how proud I am to be able to, you know, have said that I, I worked with Hulk Hogan. We, we broke attendance records all over the United States, buy rates on pay-per-views, video game sales like, like you've never seen. Unbelievable times. And then, you know, my character has changed so many times. I used to play cards in the locker room. Sometimes a macho man gets so mad at me, he'd say, I feel like I'm playing a different character every night. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> macho! Wolfpack's thing. You can't forget Wolfpack's thing. Oh, yeah! <laughs> we talked about March of 19... 88, but you know, March of 2001 was an interesting month also because we found WCW all of a sudden gone yeah. and no more. And although I had a contract that was another 18 months or so, I had no job duties to perform and nowhere to go and kind of disappeared from wrestling and thought about, you know, all those times with all you wrestling fans in all these arenas all over the United States, all over the world, and wrestling some of the greatest names. In wrestling, and all of a sudden it was just done. And you know, I couldn't understand that. It, it really, it really bothered me. I was out of wrestling for five years, tail between my legs. But man, I came full circle. I thank God for second chances. Because one day, Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, asked me if I'd come and do an event with TNA in the asylum. And I did it. It was amazing, unbelievable. And then Dixie Carter. Enter Dixie Carter. My notes say, one year, ha ha ha. I had dinner with her tonight. I had dinner with her last night and her husband Serge. And, you know, I order my own meal. And she's got a steak dinner two nights in a row. And she's like, oh, you want to try finding my steak? No thanks, I've got enough here. And she just throws it on my plate. So I've got two nights in a row. I mean, she, when she wants something, she gets it. She just makes it happen. You can't say no to her. I mean, I was telling her the story just, just tonight about her. You know, we, we were done. I said, look, this is my last year of pro wrestling. It's, it's got to be this way. I, you know, I, I don't, I, physically, it's getting so hard. She says, okay. The next week, I come back to TV, and all the creative team talks to me, and they're talking about stuff that's going to happen over the next six to 12 months. And I said, uh, did Dixie talk to any of you? <laughs> 
She did, and it just went like this. It's like, oh, okay, you're gonna retire, we'll have you written for the next three years. Okay, good, thanks, thank you. That's Dixie. But you know what? I love you, Dixie, and I thank you so much for sticking by me. I thank you for second chances. So, another person who I could not have come this far without. And then, you know this latest, latest character of mine, Joker? You know on Twitter, some people don't like the Joker character. You know, they're like, come on, Stain, do the crow paint again, man. The Joker thing ain't getting it, you know? So, I didn't think, I mean, it's kind of like that I'm asking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 27 years I've been doing this, and you guys have watched me change, evolve, my character change. You have watched me lose all of my hair, for crying out loud. Flat top haircut cannot be done anymore. Aww. So again, I just want to say thank you to the Ric Flairs, the Hulk Hogan's, Dixie. I want to say thank you to Spike. I want to say thank you to Eric Bischoff for allowing yeah. during all those WCW years to evolve and to grow. He was an encouragement to me, and no matter what you read on the internet right now, I still appreciate him a ton and everything that he's doing. Um, last, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Because, and I know that this is not my by saying, I wish I know who said this originally, but he took a very ordinary guy named Steve Gordon, and he did extraordinary things. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to you fans. The love affair that I've had with you guys has been pretty intense for 27 years. I just want to thank you. AJ, Mike, Dixie, Lex, Hulkamania, Everybody who had something to say tonight, and even those, Kurt, oh my gosh, Kurt Angle. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I love you, Kurt. I love all of you. I really do. I'm honored. I am so honored to be the very first inductee. And God bless each and every one of you. Thanks for having me on this year. Another WWE superstar that had a productive year was Dolph Ziggler winning the SmackDown version of Money in the Bank. Ziggler was on his way to superstardom in the WWE. Or so we thought. Dolph had some ups and downs in 2012. Wins and losses coming and going. But Dolph closed out 2012 in solid fashion. Having a great main event match with John Cena at TLC, Dolph proved that he deserved a main event slot. And his in-ring promo work actually improved as well in 2012. You could see or listen to snippets of him and his promo work improving on Z True Long Island Story, Zack Ryder's YouTube show, on a weekly basis. But it was also evident in the promo that Ziggler had with AJ Lee on an episode of Monday Night Raw. AJ Lee stormed the men's locker room to give Ziggler a piece of her mind. Instead, Dolph had some comments for one AJ. Who the hell do you think you are? 
I know that you Save are it, AJ! Girls like you are a dime a dozen. You came from nothing, and you are nothing. You see, you've been so alone your entire life that when someone pays you a little attention, you glom onto them and make them your entire world. And where does that leave you? Huh? Where does that leave you? At the end of the day, you're back all by yourself, all alone. Desperate. Pathetic. And every time someone disappoints you, you lose a piece of your pride. And now you're nothing more than a shell of a woman. I've seen girls like you my entire life. You're all the same. Sad. Weak. Pitiful. Face it, AJ. You're just trash. Once again, 2012 ended in solid fashion in terms of promo work in the WWE. For all intents and purposes, never should have even made it to the WWE. I've had roadblock after roadblock after roadblock thrown in my way. I feel I have a responsibility to the younger wrestlers on the roster, the ones who aren't signed yet, in the future of pro wrestling as a whole to help make this place better and to change this place. I certainly can't change it by sitting on my couch in Chicago. Do I have everybody's attention now? At the Survivor Series, we saw CM Punk battle the emerging rising superstar known as Ryback. The Goldberg-themed character was making quick work out of fellow competition and made his way to WWE title contention. This led us to the main event at Survivor Series against Punk. This is where a new team debuted in the WWE known as The Shield, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns made their debut in the WWE to fight injustice in the organization. The three men wreaked havoc on fellow superstars, and at a time we did not hear much out of these three men. Their initial promo with Michael Cole, which was pre-taped, was solid in some aspects, with Dean Ambrose being the standout star of the tandem. But it wasn't until a promo vignette on SmackDown a few weeks later that really cemented the seriousness of this group. The Shield took a handheld camera and made clear, concise comments of what their intentions are and what they're going to do. It was very NWO-esque, but different in a way to where it was original. And this definitely will go down and cap off 2012 as one of the best promos of the year. It gave an innovative way, which was pre-taped, to prevent any mishaps and crowd interactions to present three brand new characters into the WWE Universe. I'm Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns. I'm Dean Ambrose. 
What do we know about injustice? We don't just know injustice. We've lived it. Last Monday, CM Punk, champion for over a year, was disrespected with a lie detector test by The Miz. Welcome to Consequences, Miz. Randy Orton took advantage of a young, defenseless Brad Maddox. Well, welcome to Payback, Randy. We shield the WWE from injustice. Team Hell No. Nobody says no to the shield. Ryback. You've been handed success on a silver platter. You've been handed fame and fortune. You've been put on a pedestal. We knocked you off that pedestal. We stopped you cold. Welcome back to reality, Ryback. We don't work for anybody. Not Paul Heyman, not the WWE champion. We work for each other. I'm Dean Ambrose. Seth Rollins. I'm Roman Reigns. Welcome to the Shield of Justice. At the TLC pay-per-view, bring tables, bring ladders, bring chairs. The Shield brings the sword. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. It's time to thank the sponsors of Beyond the Bell. They help bring this pro wrestling nostalgia podcast to you each and every week. Barbershop Window, the place that makes wrestling t-shirts cool again to wear. They release brand new shirts each and every week and carry the exclusive merchandise for Cliff Compton and the big LG Luke Gallows. Follow them on Twitter at bshopwindow and go to barbershopwindow.com now to make your wrestling wardrobe cool again. The SNS Radio Network, your home for pro wrestling, mixed martial arts, and video gaming. Get all the latest news and listen to innovative audio released daily. The network is anchored by the two flagship shows, Wrestling News Live and Sunday Night Showdown. Other exclusive shows on the SNS Radio Network are Beyond the Bell, the whole indie show, the Pro Wrestling Rewind, Running the Ropes, the Elite Force Podcast, The Open Book, TNA Chat Live and MMA Now. So go to SNSRadioNetwork.com now. If you're not listening, you're not trying. RingAnnouncing.com, the home of the future of ring announcing, Sean Beckerman. You can watch the latest videos and demo reels of Sean Beckerman on the independent wrestling scene. Go to RingAnnouncing.com and follow the future of ring announcing. Combat Zone Wrestling on DVD. Catch the ultra-violent wrestling promotion on TV or on your computer. You can purchase all CZW ultra-violent events on DVD and stream them live straight on your desktop computer at czwrestling.com. Get ready to get ultra-violent with CZW. The National Wrestling Alliance. Tried, tested, honored, and revered. These three initials have represented wrestling since 1948. From Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes to Adam Pearce and Colt Cabana, the NWA has been the breeding ground for the greatest stars in wrestling. You can catch the NWA nationwide through multiple affiliates from coast to coast. Check out the Talk NWA podcast. NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. History, tradition, and respect. 
go to nwawrestling.org. Preserving tradition and blazing new paths. Squared Circle Media, Jerome Willen brings to you a forum for the fans. SquaredCircleMedia.net gives wrestling fans a voice. You can post your opinions and thoughts on what's happening today in the world of wrestling. Join the conversation at Pro Wrestling Ringside on Blogspot. SquaredCircleMedia.net The Jetpack, the New York Jets podcast. The Jetpack is back. Your flight crew, Sean Beckerman and Frank Zintel, bring you the latest news and opinions on the New York Jets football franchise. They recap each game and preview their next opponent with their predictions. All shows are archived at jetpack.libson.com. Also, download it straight on iTunes and stream them on Stitcher Radio. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor for Beyond the Bell, send all requests to btbwrestling at gmail.com. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution now. It's go time. As 2012 comes to a close, we look ahead to 2013, which I believe will see many, many more memorable promos take place in professional wrestling. 2012 was historic in many ways. Rock and Cena, the debut and, you could say, rising of Ryback, the debut of The Shield, Edge retiring and being inducted into the Hall of Fame, the return of Brock Lesnar. Sting being the first inductee into the TNA Hall of Fame. The debut of Aces and Eights in TNA. The return of Chris Jericho in January of the year. Dolph Ziggler winning Money in the Bank and emerging as a top-level superstar. CM Punk turning heel and aligning himself with the returning Paul Heyman. So much happened in 2012. Some good, some bad. But as you recap it, a monumental year in professional wrestling. I, for one, am excited as to see what is to come in 2013 between both top organizations. Well, old school fans, that wraps up another edition of Beyond the Bell and wraps up our traditional best of promo edition of your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, BTB, on the SNS radio network. 2013 is going to be a big year for Beyond the Bell, as we're going to implement, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the brand new call-in feature for you fans, where you can call in to place your comments, suggestions, questions, and if they're entertaining, we'll put them on the air. I want to hear from you old school fans. Until we set up our call-in feature, which I'm still in the process of doing, you can still submit your feedback and ideas via Twitter, Facebook, as well as emailing me at btbwrestling at gmail.com. Follow me at Sean Beckerman, and also like me on Facebook via the Ring Announcer Sean Beckerman page or Beyond the Bell, and post your comments there. I want to hear from you guys on what your topics are that you would suggest for Beyond the Bell, or what your experiences were, what you did at the time when we were covering certain parts, certain eras in professional wrestling. I want to hear from you fans. Well, that wraps up our second year in Beyond the Bell history, and we're looking forward to having another solid third year of Beyond the Bell episodes. We're just growing and growing here on the BTB universe. Remember, you can listen to all archive shows at snsradionetwork.com, my official website, ringannouncing.com, as well as Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. If you're not listening, fans, you're not trying. Let's go for the three count and take it home with some old school music. This superstar was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year and will forever be known as the Rated R Superstar. We'll wrap it all up with 
the Rated R Superstar Edge's theme, his last theme, in the WWE. So fans, that will do it. I'll see you next week, fans, as we rewind and relive all things retro in wrestling. Ring announcer Sean Beckerman signing off. In the meantime, fans, I'll see you at the matches. You think you know me.